Let me let you in on a little secret, all right? <laughs> Nobody likes you, Riddle. Nobody likes you. Nobody can stand the way you talk. They can't stand looking at your stupid face. And so when I finish the job I started at MSG a few weeks back, it's not just going to be for me, man. <laughs> no, no, no. It's going to be for everybody, bro. <laughs> I'm going to stomp Riddle's head into that mat one more time and show him once and for all. Well, Seth, I'm gonna prove to you that there's only one man in your marriage. And that's exactly bro. You talk about my family, man. Talk about your family. Oh, wait, you ain't got one. Because your wife divorced you and took your kids and they don't want to see your bitch ass anymore, huh? Following podcasts contain the true content. The few simple expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one wrestling podcast i'm pouring up the smack and raw podcast where a money shot is both the end of a match and the end of a scene i am your host the patron saint of podcasting the warden matt ritter and i am here with my co-host this evening she's the shaman of Sheleet, supposedly the hardest working woman in showbiz from what i hear host of the inside the mind of podcast the Sheleet showcase and the possibly now defunct uh in the crowd miss katie kinsey bay bay um welcome back yeah i know i was i was put on the shelf for a few weeks but and I'm back. first night back you're already back up one you were down two in the race for pouring up pop you are now back up one it is this has got a lead by one over you right now he's not taking it from me i have and busted my ass all year and i am not losing I also kicked you guys both off next week, so which is like I said, that's fun. Like I got yeah. shit to do the next day, anyways. So I got a wedding, my cousin's wedding. So, but I do appreciate you being here. It's not like you and I haven't talked three times this week already about everything we're going to talk about. So, let's no, hope no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> never, I've never seen this man a day in my life. I've no idea who he is. I'm sorry, you're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> um. Let's do some news and rumors, Katie. Uh, Will Ospreay has had more five-star matches in a month than Cena, Angle, and Punk has in their careers. Was a tweet that went out and got a lot of traction, including my own personal, what we like to call Uncle Kevin, uh, Kevin Nash, who asked how much his merch sales are, which then sparked a lot of debate on oh, Twitter. Wow. Um, I know you are not personally a huge fan of the osprey the person no as a human being he's actually a piece of shit can you believe eh, most wrestlers are if we're yeah. not if we're not lying um i gotta side with uncle kevin on this one like you can have all, like seriously first off five-star rankings are biased as fucking bullshit we all know that yeah. we've talked about that come on now like you yeah. cannot trust Meltzer's opinion on what is a good match and make that the basis for what a good match is for everybody that watches wrestling around the world. Yep. So good for him. He had a bunch of five-star matches uh, in ring. He is a hell of a competitor. He is. Yeah, he is. But you're in this business to draw a crowd and to sell merch. And what are your merch sales? Yeah, I mean, that's a big component of 
the professional wrestling business is having merchandise and selling it. Mainstream wrestling, absolutely. That Ma- yeah, like yeah. the main companies. Yeah. I mean, you and I have merch. We do have merch. You have merch that they can find over at your Teespring mm-hmm. through your link tree, and yeah. in that merch is a beautiful shirt made by Jizzy from the Deadass Girls, featuring our pro wrestling pro choice logo. And all of that money goes where? To Planned Parenthood. And we have the same shirt over on our link tree. And all of that money goes to Women's Reproductive Rights Assistance Project. As well as other awesome smacking it raw and creation world merch that you can get. As well as She Lead Showcase merch over by her. So while you're there, you can donate to a good cause. Because women deserve to, you know, make choices for themselves and have rights. We believe that. Um and then while you're there, you know, get a dope shirt, proceeds, all proceeds go to funding a good cause, and then get yourself a cool other shirt just to represent, you know, your favorite podcast or two. So, <laughs> or two. Yeah. Uh, also, Black Lives Matter shirts for sale at ykwrestling.com, which I have a couple of. Uh, I am one of the few with a black and red special edition. I have um, one of those. And all of that money is curated and put into a fund by TC, which is then donated to various uh, GoFundMes and things, put directly in the hands of the people who need it and mm-hmm. is no way, shape, or form associated with the Black Lives Matter organization. So if you don't want to support them, you're not. Go get yourself some merch. Yeah. Uh, FTR, not in the AEW game. Yeah. Apparently they're part of the DLC as well as um, a few other "quote unquote" big names, nothing has been said yet. But a few like surprise, like names people were surprised weren't in the actual game game, but just in the DLC. Because like yeah, I was, I literally chanted "FTR" at a fucking wrestling event for the game. <laughs> and like the thing is, hey, they've got such a big roster, they can't like you don't have an NXT. You don't have a Legends alumni that you can add other than mm-hmm. Owen Hart, who I believe is already in the game. Yeah. Like, you've been around for three years, so you have to save something for the DLC. Yeah. If you release it all, then you're not making any more money off than the initial sales of the game. No. That's the whole corporate foundation of video games now is, here's the game. Oh, would you like to play those wrestlers? Okay, give me a little more money or buy our season pass, and then you can get them. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised they didn't just put all the women in the DLC the way they treat them. Honestly, I guarantee half the women will be a part of the DLC, if not more. Sonicon hates women. Facts. Uh, is Vince Stripping going to be part of the Smackin' It Raw DLC? Uh, I wish. Jesus, I really do. I don't think he's going to do that. Probably not. I've been trying. He's shy. I don't know what's going on with that. If he's got like a third nipple or something that he doesn't want us to know about. But he he's very uh, not about showing his body for us, despite the m- many requests for OnlyFans and for him to strip. So if I can make it happen, many. I will. I'm going to try and get that for Patreon because we do have a new updated Patreon that is now available. Mm-hmm. And you can get that here. Uh, and if you guys donate $10 and 10 of you do it, I will make an hour-long podcast where I say nothing but nice things about Hulk Hogan and Matt Riddle. 
and then want to kill myself after, uh, which will not be happening tonight if you listen to the intro video for the show. Uh, <laughs> no nice things about Matt Riddle will be said tonight, and I am so excited to get into that. Um, mm-hmm. However, uh, if 50 people sign up for the $10 tier, and I pray to God you guys don't, I said something stupid that I'd uh, be a Matt Riddle stand account for a month. We really don't want to do that. We really don't want to do that. So uh, I actually kind of hope you guys don't do that. Like, it'd be awesome, but also would suck tremendously. So so don't do that. Um, so don't do that. I feel like they could have done NJPW or Impact DLC instead due to the often crossovers with the companies. Uh, what if they just did all of Ring of Honor talent that they, yeah, they have slash don't have as the DLC? We abs- I mean, they absolutely could have done that. Titles, Ring of Honor, Rings, everything is a DLC. Yeah. That would have been cool. Um, I don't know. I don't is know. there anything else you'd want to see from AEW as a DLC? Because like I said, like there's not a whole lot of uh, outside of the main roster, not a whole lot that they actually could do. No, not really. I mean, you could have like, um, like the Tamagotchi because he has been shown on TV a few times. Like the ones that like kind of had an impact, no pun intended, in AEW or and or were a part of big matches. Maybe like if say Serena Deeb wasn't signed to the company. But she had all of those banger matches in the beginning with like the NWA women's title. Yep. That would have been smart, but she's with the company, so it doesn't matter. Uh fuck you, Hunter. Yep. <laughs> oh. Uh FTR Loki carried the company this year and they should be in the base roster. Uh how long is this game taking? It better be fire. Um d- I'm not loving what I've seen from the game, honestly. It, it, unless they're going for that throwback feel. I think, I think they are. I feel like I've seen that being talked about, but I very much could be wrong. So don't trust anything I say. <laughs> oh, they'd be lucky. That... Tony would never give five ounces of his coke to anyone. Never, not at all. Uh, shout out to JJ who's joined us as well. Uh, I agree with Jesus. It looks like 2K Battlegrounds meets No Mercy, kind of. So yeah, whatever. Kind of. Um, Santana Garrett gets a job as a coach at the PC. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> that that's it. That's all I get out of you. I, yeah, good for her. She's a superhero. Wow, she's a superhero. Um, well, so Santana Garrett was in the May Young Classic. She might have been in both, I can't remember. Kind of had a few matches here and there on NXT. Was very talented uh, and has a long tenure, I believe. I don't know how long it is. Maybe around the same as like Serena Deeps. They might be similar. Um, so having a very talented and seasoned veteran woman's wrestler as a coach, smart. That's what Serena Deeb was. She was a coach down at the PC mm-hmm. for a while. So, like, do it. Use utilize these women that you have. Like, please. 
They say those who can't do teach. And I was not a huge fan of Santana Garrett when she was down in NXT. Um, I don't know if it was that they didn't properly showcase her or what, but hopefully, I mean, she does have talent. I'm sure she has a lot to offer to the trainees and all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't I don't know if it was just not the right mix of her and WWE or what it was or the presentation, but I was not feeling it. So, well, yeah, we'll see how uh, it goes. She has a lot of time. She knows a lot of shit. She's going to be an asset regardless. And I'm glad that she's found something to do that isn't with that marred company that had Tessa and then got rid of Tessa. And I haven't heard anything about for a while. Yeah, I haven't either. Actually, now that I think about it. And while you're here, might as well talk about how Lady Frost was denied her release and then they threatened to sideline her for two years for no pay. Yeah. Actual pieces of shit. Over an impact. Like, you can't... Yeah, in her contract, it said somewhere that um, if she's not being utilized, she's not going to be paid. Which... Wow. But the fact that she wants to leave, they said... No, we'll, we'll put you on the shelf for two years if you want, but you're not going to get a single fucking dime. No, that's terrible. And I'm very glad she's still staying true to her word and not backing down from this. She said, I don't give a fuck. I'm I'm not backing down. Point my period. Oh, yeah. And I, it's not like Impact really has the money to afford to pay someone and not use them anyway, because yeah. fucking Impact. Um <laughs> Don't kill me, JJ. Uh, Velveteen Dream arrested twice, apparently. So we all heard that he was arrested for drug paraphernalia, but apparently a couple weeks before that, he was arrested for aggravated battery and I believe breaking and entering and was bailed out by Ashanti the Adonis and then while out on bail, got arrested with drug paraphernalia and is now back in jail with no bail. I think the weirdest part about all this is Ashanti the Adonis being the one posting his bail. I mean, you never know who's friends. Like we we always talk about that. Everyone's like, oh, it's so it's competitive. WWE hates AEW, but like everyone hangs out, everyone's friends, everyone kicks it. Well, I'm not even saying that. I just feel like I I don't know. I feel like that's just that was just like such a random name to pop up in this when I just wasn't expecting. So I don't know. Patrick Clark, what are you doing? Uh, fucking up and apparently not going to WWE like everyone thought because of the Instagrams. <laughs> well, if they've let worse people back, so that is true. Um, I don't know if Will Gray's coming or not. Uh, he said he just saw this and he's awake. I asked him if he wanted to join. I sent him a link. He didn't well. answer, so maybe. Um, Braun Strowman is apparently re-signed to WWE, much to our as you can tell by our faces, extreme disappointment because I don't give a fuck about Braun Strowman. I really don't. I the fact that he more than likely will be showing up on Monday Night Raw on Monday just <sighs> makes me upset. You know, I don't. I didn't care about Braun Strowman when he was in WWE in the first place. You put a mic in his hand, he can't talk. He can barely wrestle. He should still be controlling his narrative, but no, he wants to come back to the dub dub E. 
and guys like Braun Strowman. I mean, I guess they're kind of doing it with Omos because we haven't fucking seen them. Uh, but guys like that, guys of that size, their value is that they are an attraction. They should only come around every now and then for a big match, a big thing. They can't be on TV uh, every week because they can't win every week. And if they lose every week, then they're not an imposing force anymore. Yeah. It's like, as much as I hate him, Bill shows up for a match and then leaves. If I'm lucky, that's, that's all. Let's talk about that. Because Alice said he wants that money. And I was under the impression from Braun Strowman that, A, if you had any talent, you shouldn't have to work on the indies. And then once he went to the indies, that he was going to make all that money. That he didn't need WWE because he was such a big fucking star. He was going to control his own narrative and start a company and get a TV show. How's all that going, Braun? I mean, ask EC3. He's the only one left. (laughs) The only thing I can possibly linked to him getting is Raquel Gonzalez the tag team title which we talked about last night I feel like that had to be a stipulation in his contract signing that's why that went down the way it is Um, last but not least to my extreme enjoyment ladies and gentlemen Halloween Havoc will be a premium live event this year uh, I've been championing this for years, saying they need to make it a PLE. War Games is a PLE. Let's do it. I understand the need for TV specials and ratings and all of that stuff, but make it a PLE because it is one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. And you and I, last night, Fantasy booked the host, after going through many names, of many names. Halloween Havoc. Uh, and who is that, Katie? Who should that be? Chucky. Chucky. Look at him. You see him? Baby boy. Oh, God. Didn't like that. Chucky needs to host Halloween Havoc this year. He made a cameo last year. He has to. It only He's canon in WWE. He is. And uh, as we've said, he has history with Braun's father, Rick Steiner, in WCW. Uh, he, As Jesus pointed out last night, he kind of was around for halloween havoc last year but not really like he was doing it was like pre-recorded segments in between i need him on the show i need him fucking lily in a closet in the back interacting with people maybe stabbing someone or failing to stab someone doesn't say he's gonna at least attempt a stabbing uh it is a ple for uh nxt next month it is a is it a it halloween havoc is a pumpkin spice latte next month Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey now, hey now. That's hey what now. that says. Yeah, I know what it says. Uh, I was answering Hunter's question, and I didn't realize oh. that he put PSL for my brain. I thought he just misspelled it. Do not, <laughs> do not insult the good name of Halloween Havoc, sir. Yeah, pumpkin spice. Not, not a fan. Okay, you can get the fuck out of here. Like, you can just go, Hunter. <laughs> See? Allison agrees with us. Riddle over Riddler, and now Hogan Flair rematch. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah. Let's get into the show, Katie. Spit or swallow? Where you want to start? Um, I'm gonna start with the spit. Okay. 
Raquel and Aaliyah winning the tag team titles on Monday Night Raw. What was the reason? Besides Braun's contract. What the fuck was the reason? You have the baby faces come out. Uh, Bliss, Oscar, uh, and Bianca chase Bailey, distract Dakota and EO. Like your baby faces, you shouldn't be doing that, whatever. Um, Dakota was pinned. She was not the legal woman in the match. So that's some fuckery there. Um, you have been, ever since they returned to SummerSlam, you have been building damage control as this, I keep calling it the female shield. Like, that's what they started out as. They were just wrecking every, they're wrecking all the women. That's how we got this tag match at Clash tomorrow, technically today, tomorrow. Um, this was a mistake. No, this was a swerve nobody wanted. Your name is Damage Control. The whole point was you were there to help fix the flawed women's division. The whole reason we got this women's tag team tournament was to bring back the prestige of the women's tag team titles. And I'm going to be honest, spitting with Katie, uh, this was not the way to do it. Hunter, it doesn't count as trolling if you just take L's back to back to back to back to back. I am like Seamus. I deliver banger after banger after banger, and you take L after L after L. Uh, um, I'm right sick. here. I am oh. right here. Katie's right here, and Vince is out sick. Wow. Disrespect on That's on JJ. You got to talk to her. I know. Um, I'm also going to start with a spit. I'm going to spit the Sexecutioner's Edge in the Mysterio segment. Um, okay. The Sexecutioner's defeating... What I'm going to call Adolf, uh, AJ Styles, and Dolph Ziggler, um, or maybe Steigler. I don't. I don't know which, which one works better, Adolf or Steigler. Um, <laughs> maybe let's go with Steigler. Steigler. Okay, we'll go with Steigler. Uh, never beat me. Um, it just felt off. Dom giving Rhea the kendo stick back and simping, and I mean, Sub Mysterio. It, uh, it is who he is. Yeah. Uh, and then Beth. No Beth. Wasn't no there. Beth. Priest and Finn dragging Rhea away. Finn whining about documentaries that he doesn't get. And then Ray choosing Edge over his own son, which hopefully, you know, I'm I'm sick of coming on this show and saying, hopefully, Sub Mysterio is going to turn on his father. Hopefully, this is where it happened. It just keeps going and going, and he never does. He, it's at this point, it's never going to happen. I I am the minority on this show. That is I'm, true. You should support I'm, women, JJ. Women supporting women. She's still got love for me, but like I'm the corner hobby. I'm sick of waiting for him to turn. So, I really am. Get it over like with it, or don't do it. It's it has been dragged on for so long, and so many people have like talked about it. It just doesn't matter anymore. Uh, Well, the original plan was they were going to be a tag team and Ray was going to pass his mask down to Dom like his uncle did. That was the original booking. And then that Mm -hmm. never happened. And Ray stuck around for fucking ever and continued to be a terrible father and put his family and children in great peril. 
Um, and then along come the sex executioners to punish and all of that and try and lure sub Mysterio to the dark side. And, uh, here we are, nothing's happened and he's still simping for Rhea and no one will hit Rhea. And then the one person we had that will hit Rhea, which is Beth couldn't even make it to the show on Monday. She really didn't want to come to Pittsburgh and I don't really blame her in all fairness. Uh, or swallow, Katie. Uh, I'm gonna do another spit just because why not? Um, me and you talked about this last night. The crowd of in Pittsburgh was terrible for an era. I was there, you were. Um, the men in my section sucked. Um, all misogynistic pigs left before the main event because the main event was the women's tag match. Um, it was the most quiet I've heard a crowd. I mean, I'm usually like on the floor or close. So maybe it could have been because I was a little higher up, but it was silent for a lot. And I don't like that. You, you need to be like interacting. And there's so many moments where it was just quiet, which is a damn shame because like Pittsburgh crowds are usually good. Every time I've gone to a show, they have been fine. This was the one time. I don't know. There was weird energy in the air. I didn't like it. Fuck all of the men who were near me. And just kept turning around and asking me random fucking questions. I didn't care. I didn't. I don't want to be talked to. I don't know you. Stop. Not every crowd can be Chicago. All the time. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to swallow Miz refusing to kiss and tell after his night with Dexter Loomis. Uh, the pure fear in his eyes, the fact that he he was so PTSD distraught from wherever Dexter took him that he couldn't even talk to the police, let alone interviewers. And, and it just got him so upset every time mm -hmm. they brought it up that he was losing his shit that he started seeing Dexter throughout the night, distracting him and no one else except for us, the fans at home, saw Dexter standing in the backstage there walking, the giant spotlight that they put on Dexter during the match, and then my favorite piece of it, Dexter being in the backseat of his car as he got yeah. in all angrily to leave, uh, which means he got some more backseat loving from Dexter after Monday night. That's something you want from Dexter. It's Loomis in Mrs. SUV. That is possibly the next episode of SVU. It's true, though. This is, I feel like that's the beginning of an SVU episode, if I've ever seen one. Like, it was so... Like, I almost missed, like, Dexter being, like, backstage as the, um, like, security guard. I, like, almost missed it, because, like, I was watching the screen, and they did it. And I was just like, oh, Dexter? And then the, it was so fast that they changed it back. That was incredible. I could Dexter was like across from me. I could literally see him with my eyes. You put a whole ass spotlight on this man. How did nobody see him? <laughs> nobody. If I was in your seat and Dexter was across from me, I probably would have started masturbating vigorously right there in the middle of the arena. You know, I wasn't going to do that. I mean, I'm not saying you should have. I'm just saying I would have. 
You would have Hunter said, ran to the other side. I would have been Dexter for Dexter. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They would have had come to up from behind him, you. put him in a chokehold, dragged him out, got arrested. <laughs> had to send you like and Vince a note saying, hey, guys, sorry, can't be at the next show. <laughs> I mean, basically. Um, I don't know. So the, the chat's talking about Pete Dunn. I don't know if he got his name back. I have not seen yeah. that picture. Uh, JJ said she did. I do know he got his gear back tonight, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, was basically everything Pete Dunn, except they kept calling him Butch. And they even said, this resembles the old. And they kind of paused and said Butch, because yeah. there was no old Butch. Old Butch is motherfucking Pete Dunn. Old Butch. Um... <laughs> Spit or swallow, Katie. Um, I finally have a swallow. Kurt Angle being back home in Pittsburgh. What a joy! What a what a guy. He it was just I I never got the opportunity to chant "You suck" at Kurt Angle in a loving way. So the fact that I got to do that in Pittsburgh was so much fun. He was just he was just having a ball, like hanging out with the street profits. The shush off with Chad Gable, the milk at the end. I was just so happy to see Kurt Angle. We know for a fact now it is canon. Kurt Angle spits and swallows. I mean, we do on this show. He prefers to swallow white stuff. Whatever was in the cup before the white stuff, he did not swallow. He spit that right out. Was not feeling the solo cup. Um, no. I I honestly didn't think I was going to enjoy that segment when it started. And I ended up really enjoying it and the match. The match was a banger. So It was. Um, hey, Allison, can you do me a favor? Can you text Will and tell him to check his DMs? I would appreciate it. <laughs> Because he's like, oh, I'm awake, and then just hasn't and looked at the DM since after <laughs> I talked to him. Um, I'm spitting the six-woman tag squash match for the established stars that we had on Monday Night Raw. First off, I don't understand squash matches for established stars like Bianca Bell. Like, I get it. We're going into a six-man or woman tag match, and they have never functioned as a six-woman tag team. But mm-hmm. it's motherfucking Alexa Bliss, Bianca Bear, Belair, and uh, Asuka. Wow. Bianca Bear. <laughs> yeah, Bianca Bear. Um, <laughs> though I'm swallowing the the uh, gratuitous ass shot of Alexa shoving one of those women into Asuka's ass during the match. But I just, I don't need a squash match. And the promo after was basic as shit. I was not feeling it. No, it was. And I've, I, I love all three of those women. But it's the fact that, like, we got a squash match for no reason, really. I mean, they don't need you it. need it. No, they don't. It, it was pointless. It honestly, the whole kind of like build for the six woman tag at Clash. I just, I don't know. I have weird taste in my mouth about it now. I don't know. I feel like some something weird is gonna happen. Is it like a weird salty taste? No. Does it make you gag a little bit, or are you unsure? See all that? 
I do. I see that it's a finger. Number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. I appreciate it. <laughs> Shout out. Um, <laughs> while you're while while you're dealing with that weird taste in your mouth, spit or swallow. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I I have a swallow. Uh, it is Kevin and Sammy and uh, uh, fuck you, Hunter. Um, it's it was the Kevin, the Sammy, the Usos. That whole thing was beautiful. The gaslighting of Sammy Zayn, Kevin being like, "You're literally being played. You need to get out of there. Come join me. Come on." Um, the handshake with Jimmy Uso, I see it. Um, then Kevin being like, okay, well, with Jay, and then pause, we're working on it. It's, it's the little things, plus the match itself, KO and Jay, hell of a match. I mean, yeah, it was, that was probably the best match on Raw. So you remember how we used to do this show and I used to run down everything in my own special way. Uh-oh. Would you like to know how, how I took notes for this? Oh, honestly, it's been so long since I've heard you do a show like this. Please. Uh, I'm going to swallow KO in the bloodline. Sammy sticks up for the tribal chief. KO appeals to Sammy, but he's still tribal dick drunk. Uh, KO isn't having any of the threats or letting the fact that Jay uh, and Paul screwed him slide. And then we get an awesome match between KO and Jay. Sammy can't pull the trigger with the chair and KO gets the win. Uh, but yes, no, definitely tribal dick drunk. And ladies and gentlemen, look who we have here from Botch Spots and Chair Shots joining us live for the Smack and Raw podcast, the one and only Mr. Will Gray. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I was just hanging out, watching some wrestling, and then I saw a message that said, check your DMs. And I was like, I guess I'm going on smacking it raw. <laughs> I mean, you could have taken your time and got all set up. You didn't have to hop on, hop on right away. But I do appreciate it. I'm glad you're here. I was I was looking forward to seeing you tonight. So, hi friends. Hi Will. So what are we um, talking about? Well, we just got done. We're pretty much just running down raw. Um, we're almost. I mean, I'm almost done with my spits and swallows. We were just talking about uh, KO and the Bloodline on Raw. And Sammy and that whole fun segment. I 1000% swallow anything Sammy Zayn is doing right now in any capacity. I think this might be his best run since NXT Black and Gold. And I think he's helping elevate the Uso storyline, which was kind of, I don't want to say growing stagnant, but they needed something to help kind of push them. So I think Sammy's kind of helping give them that little extra oomph to, to keep it going for a little while. Um, sorry if I repeat anything you guys said, but uh, yeah, no, totally swallow you're... anything Sammy Zayn's doing right now for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you walked in at the right the best spot because it, it's on me, so I'm gonna go. And this is my biggest swallow of the week. If if you were here for the intro and you heard the special intro, and if not. Everyone needs to go back and rewatch this episode just to hear the very special intro for the show. I am swallowing Seth motherfucking Rollins spitting facts about Riddle. After the interview, shit got real. I have said it probably this is the third or fourth time this week. It felt like Colby Lopez was unloading on Matt Riddle 
in real life. You got the whole or real, are you still there? Yeah. You want to talk you, you want to talk about families? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your family. Oh, we can't because your wife divorced you and took the kids and they don't want to see your bitch ass no more. And Riddle got pissed. And I've been riding high on this wave all week. If you cannot tell from my yes. Twitter, from the <laughs> thumbnail, from everything, it is my favorite thing that has happened. And all I want to do is, it is not unjust. Fuck Matt Riddle. First off, <clears throat> we saw everything that came out about Matt Riddle that I didn't even address because we don't kink shame here on the Smack and Raw podcast. However, outside of his sexual proclivities, the fact that it seemed like he was kind of sort of maybe being a little manipulative through those text messages from his ex-girlfriend like threesomes with damien priest fine wanting to share a dick with your girlfriend and watch other guys fuck your girlfriend and have her send videos while you're out on the road fine like you do you that is your sexual preference and i am cool with that you'd be bi you'd be straight you'd be gay you'd be whatever the fuck you want matt riddle but do not manipulate someone emotionally into doing the sick shit that you're into if they don't agree with it because you are a scumbag and I've been right about you all along. And I hope that's Seth always right. Rushes you at clash at the castle. Yeah, basically. You guys I, got anything else on that? I, I, go ahead. Katie, no, sorry. no, you're fine. Uh, it was the best, one of the best parts of Monday night raw. Like, First, like them brawling in the parking lot, and, like not having like WWE camera crews around and making it seem legit. Which I saw that while I was in the parking lot of my, like getting out of my car, I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" It's the fact that Riddle like just shittily kicks his flip flops off <laughs> with the fucking Patrick Star shorts, looking like a dumbass. It it was that, and then. The promo, uh, I told Matt on Monday after we did Get Show that they brawled after the show, too. Not canon. Nobody cares. It, I know. <laughs> I know. But I'm just saying, like, before the show, verbal altercation during the show, brawl after the show. Like, consistent. And shout out to Triple H, because the way they did that, where we talked about it, like, they had what looked like a fan, probably a WWE employee, filming from their phone and releasing the video of them brawling. There was no camera crew. Tried to make it seem as not set up in real life as possible. And then to go into this, where you have the interview and then we cut backstage and then the mics are coming off and then it gets real personal. Like, fucking fantastic. It is what I love about professional wrestling. It got me so hyped. And just nothing in the uh, anything Seth Rollins is doing is gold. Man could work with a brick wall and make it look good. So we know we're going to get a halfway decent match just because it's Rollins. No matter who's working with, it's going to be a good match. Yeah, I agree. Also, mm-hmm. your internet's getting a little janky there. Okay, my phone also might. So if I do, I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a swallow that you want to, or a spitter swallow? You want to spit a swallow? Anything this week? Um, right now, I'd like to swallow the Tyler Bate uh, Braun Baker match coming up on Sunday. I think that those two are going to do great things. I'm really hoping Tyler Bate pulls the win, but I think it's going to go to Braun Baker. Uh, but I think that build up there, and I'm also swallowing Rico coming back to NXT for the American title. So uh, a two for one thing of NXT. Hell yeah. Um, 
first off, Mello coming out and being like, I'm the A champ. I set up the A champ. And you know what? If you're not going to put me on the show, I'm taking the night off. Like, it's cool. Then out comes Ricochet, former North American champion, doing his motherfucking thing. That match is going to bang. Plus, along with Braun Breaker and Tyler Bate, like we had all of the cameos of all of the former NXT champions coming and talking to them and reminding them how important both the NXT and NXT UK titles were. Tyler Bate, Walter, Ciampa. Um, oh my Butch. God, well, yeah, Pete Dunne. Because um, I said Tyler Bate instead of Pete Dunne, and that's on me. Uh, Finn Balor coming in and just showing up and breaking Sexecutioner kayfabe and having a little chat with Braun Breaker there. Um, all of that was fantastic. And then even talking like women with Shayna and Alba Fire, Mako Satamora. Yeah. Rhea talking to Blair, who I know you're really excited about being in that match, Katie. No. I can't fucking stand that bitch. I feel like this is a Triple H thing, too. We see a lot of this callback, whereas before we weren't getting a lot of the playback or the history from what was happening. And now we've seen it a lot be brought to the forefront since Hunter took back over, where we're getting history from the backgrounds. We're seeing stuff from NXT. They're allowing there to be that that story built throughout, which wasn't something we were getting a lot of before. Yeah. Which is weird to me, because I feel like with HBK running the show, we would have. But I don't know if it was more of the Vince influence on the show. And now that he's Probably. gone, Triple H's, hey, Sean, let's do our thing. Or, I mean, everybody but Billy Gunn from DX and obviously China because she's no longer with us, RIP, uh, has been put in kind of a position of power. And DX has basically taken over the WWE. This is. The true McMahon Helmsley era of WWE. Hell yeah. DX has finally taken over everything. Just call it what it is. And I really wish that with that we got a lot of Vince loves cock, but <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Katie, spit a swallow. Um what do I want to do? I'm going to swallow Andre Chase. Man wrestles in a cardigan. You, much respect is so fun to watch. I, I think you can like agree with me on this, Matt. Like we weren't really like sold on Andre Chase in the beginning because he was like the football coach kind of thing. And oh, he's definitely a or not a shower. <sighs> but now. With the Chase U and uh, like Blonde Bo Dallas and Thea, like it is such a good character and a good thing happening in NXT. Like the character work through for a lot of people recently has been incredible. Andre Chase being one of them, like he has truly thrived in this environment, and I'm pretty sure he got the win. And when's the last time you saw Andre Chase win a match? He did get the win. He beat Baby Regal. The he, heir to the NXT he throne, <laughs> he defeated. <laughs> I would love if Charlie Dempsey became like the new GM for NXT. Honestly, and just started causing problems. I would like that. 
I, do I need to hear him. I, I need to hear him say war games first, though. Once. I Just need to one. hear him say war games. If you can't do it like your daddy, then you don't have the job. <laughs> you can't do it like your daddy. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, Again, he's a grower, not a shower. I was not a fan of Andre Chase when he first came out, and he has grown on me. Chase, you has grown on me. Thea and Blonde Bo Dallas. Bodie has grown on me. Uh, Charlie Dempsey, I didn't even know about because I stopped watching NXT UK until he showed up in NXT. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Like everyone's like, oh, this is his kid. This is, you know, Rigo's kid. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let me see what's going on. And uh, he's, I mean, he's going to be a great wrestler. He's going to be fantastic. And, Hope nothing but good things for him going forward, too. And this is the right person to kind of help him get a feel for who he's going to be in NXT with Andre because there's a lot of moving parts, and it's going to really get his personality out there. So if he has one, this is the way. Um, My last swallow uh, from Raw, real quick. Uh, I just love that we got to relive the Edge and Kurt uh, pictures. Ah, I loved that so much. Especially way. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go. No, no, you go. Tag your it. Tag your it. (laughs) Because he was Edge was like, oh no, I didn't do it this time. Don't worry. And then he just goes back to Ray, and he's like, God damn it! It was. He should have known, Kurt. Come on. And it started out so nice at first, and then it just slowly evolved. And yeah, no, it was it was a it was a fun segment. It was a nice throwback. It made me smile. Um, I don't know if I was just still happy off of the Matt Riddle thing, but it got me. Um, Will, spit or swallow? Uh, I'm going to go with a spit, and I know I have something that probably neither of you watched this week. Um, I had the the blessings to be able to go to the NWA tapings and see some live NWA. Matt, I know you're a huge fan. Who's their world champion? Do you know? Uh... Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch is yeah, still yeah, the yeah, NWA yeah, world yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have two mm-hmm. spits for this. One of which is if you bring people into a private TV taping and you put them in a studio for four hours, cater. It was painful sitting there for four hours with no food, no concessions, nothing. The follow-up okay. is also everything they're doing with Matt Cardona since he came back from injury seems like they're just lumping him together in this nonsensical comedy shtick but somehow want him to be viable as an option for the 10 pounds of gold. I just don't see them going together. It wasn't just painful watching a show where Trevor Murdoch was champion. I'm a Trevor Murdoch guy, Matt. I know you give, it's like my version of fan fiction, right? Like I still think the NWA is real wrestling. Well, see now, (laughs) even though he's from my city, Billy Corgan lost some points with me when he decided that apparently there are not enough women existing in the world, not signed to major companies to run a second all-women's pay-per-view, which is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's kind of on my shit list right now. He did say in Nashville at the tapings, though, uh, that he is open for business again as far as cross-promotion work to make that become a possibility, though. So he's not necessarily saying it's out of the question, but he's saying he's going to need help from other companies to make it happen. Alice said you guys got candy, so... We did get some candy, but it was kind of, it was like Laffy Taffy, and it was only the banana Laffy Taffy, and nobody <laughs> likes that. Like, come on, what? you're the NWA. Like, I guarantee that was left over from Billy Corgan's kids' Halloween last year, and he just handed it 100%. out. One hundred. That's the only candy his kid didn't eat, and he's like, "Here you guys go." So yeah, Billy Corgan, get some food other than stale banana Laffy Taffy. 
I will say I was impressed when I watched um, the All Women Show with Camille. And uh, shout out to Camille; she is a very impressive in-ring competitor and dominating presence, like a very impressive presence as a women's champion. So, while they did terrible booking for their men's champion, fantastic booking for their women. So, uh, she did work while we were there, and she did a fantastic job. So that's a, a good swallow from the NWA show. Is uh, their women's division is on fire right now too. All right. Katie, spit or swallow. Did you get that taste out of your mouth yet? <laughs> I hate you. Um, I'm going to spit Grayson Waller. Just, I don't understand what people see in him. Yeah, he's talented in the ring, whatever. But just an Australian douchebag. That's what he is. And, I mean, the match with Apollo was great, because Apollo. <laughs> but it, the the poke in the eye multiple times in the match, I, I don't know. I just, I hate Grayson Waller and his existence. I agree. Um, I'm not a Grayson Waller fan. I'm not even really a fan of his in-ring work. He doesn't do it for me. Uh, the knockoff Miz thing is kind of cheesy because the Miz is actually, as a character, absolutely fantastic and a good worker in ring. I mean, they they trust him with all of the celebrities to make the celebrities look good, and he does a great job. So, like, it's not really an insult to call you a knockoff Miz. I get it. He's got a talk show, and you want to have a talk show, but, like, <sighs> he's not working for me. I didn't even no. put him in my notes. That's how little I cared about him, though. I do love me some Apollo Crews. Um, I'm going to swallow Caden and Katana defeating Diamond Mine with a little help from Toxic Attraction. Um, and then we get the challenge from Cross and Dewdrop for the tag team titles at World Collide because apparently they didn't save any NXT UK women's tag teams to challenge for the titles. So they're like, hey, we fired a bunch of people, but we do have these people <laughs> from over there and they're not doing shit. At Clash at the Castle, so let's put them on the show. And uh yeah, no. Do drop and Nikki going down. Hopefully Nikki drops that fucking superhero, super villain, I guess now at this point, gimmick. And uh they do some cool shit with them. Uh I don't mind them going back down to NXT and getting some reps. So um that should be fun. Oh yeah, I mean and I told you last night Nikki's um will be like the only woman to challenge for every available woman's title right now. Which is yes, like of all people, Nikki Cross, and all of those matches, from what I can remember, bangers. So, so banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. banger. Uh, I'm gonna disagree with her on that, but we'll get into that. We're not Uh, there yet. Uh, we'll, We'll get into it. Will spit or swallow? Uh, I'm going to go with a swallow. And I'm going to swallow the House of Black trios match that's coming up on Owl Out with the build there. Um, I'm, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants here. I don't have any notes with me. So I'm trying to think about what I saw this week being built up for this weekend's worth of pay-per-views, honestly. Okay. And uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty hyped for that trios match. Um, I think that's going to be the big hardcore, like, high spots. Everybody's going to bleed. It's going to be a, a big brawl for all kind of thing. Um, I think it might be the best trios match on the pay-per-view, including the trios title out of the three. I think it might be the best. 
Um, so I'm, I'm kind of hyped for that match. Well, that makes one of us. Cause, uh, <laughs> I wanted Malachi versus Miro and that was it. I honestly yeah. didn't need Sting and Darby on the show involved in this match in any way, shape or form. And if you were going to give it to me, you could have given me the tag team match and a singles match. I did not need the trios match. The, the money for me was Malachi Miro and that's where they should have gone. And when they added everyone else, I was like, eh, fuck you guys. Are you not excited to see what Sting can jump off of from really high up? I've seen everything that Sting can jump off. Unless it's Darby's dick, I've seen everything (coughs) that Sting can jump off of from really high up. Well, I'm telling you, we know that TK's booking is wild, so that's not completely out of the question, Matt. There is still the possibility that we might see some wild shit happen. And then Sting and Gigi Dolan would have something in common because they both jumped off Darby's dick. Agreed. See, we're we're Nothing linking together. They say there's no long-term storytelling in wrestling. They're crazy. Um. Yes, Punk Mox Two is on All Out. Uh, Katie, spit or swallow. Uh, I'm going to swallow Zoe Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, hell of a match. I said it yesterday. Her finish is so cool to me. I like I like unique because like, everyone does a fucking super kick. Everyone does a spear, like the ones we see all the time. I don't want to see them anymore. I like unique ones, like when you throw in like a phoenix splash every once in a while, or like a four fifty. Not everyone does those, or like whatever the hell Kate and Katana's like finish is as a tag team. That's unique. That's cool. So Zoe Stark's finish to me is very exciting, uh, and I just. I guess they're going to keep building her to go after the title again because she just came back. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, Fakita came back. So I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. But Zoe's match and Zoe swallow. But Fakita attacked what used to be sexy stripper, now sexy businesswoman porn star Kiana James, who apparently is working at a porn star office because if you saw her secretary, I felt like I was watching Pornhub for a second and I got very confused. <laughs> I'm like, when did I change? The- oh, I did not change the channel. That's Kiana James. Okay. Honestly, the secretary me uh, kind of threw me through a loop. I was just like, what is this? I really thought it was about to turn into a porn. Goldberg would never be in this chat. He knows better. Um do you guys think Mandy beats Mako? I don't know. I don't think so. I think Mandy and Toxic Attraction are getting ready to get called up. I see them getting ready to get moved versus putting the belt back on her and moving on with her as the champ. I just don't see much, this being the time. As much as I love Mandy, Zoe Stark, Mako Satamora would fucking bang. Honestly, yeah. Agreed. That would be fucking dope. But also think about how great this version of Mandy would be on the main roster going oh, against, you know, a Liv or a Becky or a Bianca. Like this version of Mandy would be pristine against any one of the baby faces right now. And they need tag team, like real tag teams like Toxic Attraction, because we saw who ended up with women's titles. We already spit that. Um for Eo Sky and Dakota Kai, Kai Sky. Um for a possibly returning Sasha and Naomi. Um, hopefully they do not rerun Alexa. Hopefully after the six-woman tag, they they split that up because that was never working for me. I love both of them separately, not together. 
Um, so yeah, we definitely need some women's tag teams up there. I am gonna spit, and it breaks my heart to say this, especially with Halloween Havoc around the corner. I'm spitting schism and grimes and my boy Joe Wayne Gacy. And I said this last night, it's not the Joe Wayne Gacy I fell in love with. This is not a guy that I feel like if I saw him out in a parking lot next to a white van, he was gonna kidnap me and put me in there and possibly have his way with me. He seems more like the happy, friendly, religious cult leader kind of guy who's going to, you know, indoctrinate you and give you punch and tell you that a comet's coming to destroy the world and you have to kill yourself so that you can go to his planet or your soul can leave the planet and go to wherever. Yeah, like, And that's not the Joe Wayne Gacy I fell in love with. I, I, I loved the creepy one and this whole story with Cameron Grimes and Cameron being like, uh, I can do this on my own. And then they're like, well, your dad sucks and died. And like, it, it, it's just not doing it for me. Like, it really isn't. <laughs> wow, that was silence. I, I literally was taking a drink. I don't know what you want from me. I'm real confused with the whole direction they're taking Cameron Grimes, period. I feel like he was a, a man-made star. He was ready to roll, and now he just seems to be kind of tossed in there without any real direction. And I feel like he had real promise and then just kind of floundered. Um, as far as the, the, the Gacy gentleman, what is his actual name? Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy, okay. Um, I just add the Wayne for myself. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't really sure because I found myself last night on the the When Worlds Collide calling them Brooks and Dunn. Like <laughs> I couldn't I, I couldn't figure out the real names for the wrestlers. I wasn't super like I didn't follow super well, but I remembered your names for them. So that's what I found myself doing during <laughs> during this show was using your names for the characters I didn't follow. Um I think mixing him in with Joe Gacy I felt like going into it, he was another one of those guys that had a super like rocket strike to him. I thought he was going to be the man. He was going to the top, and then he just kind of stopped. I felt like there was a lot of build and promise for his story, and then there was just, you know, it fizzled. There wasn't a whole lot of like end to it, and that yeah. was kind of disappointing for both those guys. They did a lot of work to build him up, and then they shit the bed. Agreed. Yeah. Will, spit or swallow? Uh, I'm going to go with a swallow. Uh, I'm going to switch over to WWE this time. And uh, I'm looking forward to and swallowing everything that has to do with Sheamus and Gunther going into the IC title match. One, because it's an IC title match on a pay-per-view, which is not something we get a whole lot of recently. So that's nice to see some prestige brought back to that title. Uh, it's my personal favorite belt. Uh, of of all time so it's nice to see it back defending on a premium live event but i also think seamus and gunther are going to put on an absolute just barn burner of a beatdown between the two of them there's no doubt they're going to beat the shit out of each other it's going to be a good classic traditional wrestling match lots of chops lots of they're going to beat the absolute shit out of each other so there's no way you can't be excited about that match i said it last night there's no match this entire weekend that has me harder than gunther versus seamus Agreed. Same. <laughs> For multiple reasons. Just call it what it is. Multiple reasons. That match is going to be amazing. That is wrestling. I, I guess it'd be Blue Chew. That is uh, wrestling Blue Chew right there. Um, Katie, spit or swallow. Uh, Unless you want to talk more to... about Gunther and Walter slapping, spanking. 
big meaty man. Slapping meat. Um, I'm going to spit the six person tag we got on NXT Brooks and Dunn and Fallon and Pretty Deadly and Lash. I wasn't feeling it. I don't like, I like the majority of the people in the match, but I don't know, something about it just seemed off and I wasn't really feeling it. I don't know. It might just be me. I don't like Bull Buchanan's kid. I really don't. Jensen. Jensen, yeah. Dunn or Brooks. I don't I don't I don't remember which one's which. Um not a fan of him. Fallon I like. Josh Briggs I like. B Squared's child is not doing it for me. In ring or in person. Like the whole he's a virgin thing was fun, and then they dropped that, and then I just completely lost interest in him. Like, let's go back to talking about how he can't get laid, and I might enjoy him some more. Let's try yeah, and get I mean, this man some pussy and uh entertain me. Because that was that was fun. It was it was a fun little journey we were going on. And then they went to the UK, won the UK tag titles for little to no reason. Um, well now NXT UK's gone. It's all Matt's fault. Um he was the one viewer in North America and after he stopped watching, NXT UK went to shit. That is not what I said. What I said was, <laughs> I feel like there was a point at which if the viewership dropped below that, that they would stop doing it. And I felt like I was the one person that made it drop below the line. Regardless, it's your fault. It doesn't matter how I oh, spin 100%. it. It's all um, your fault. I'm good with Gallus or the Creed's winning, but that's really it for me. Either yeah. either team I'm good with. I don't want to see Brooks and Dunn unify those titles. Uh, pretty deadly I'm okay with, but nah, I'd rather see Gallus or the Creed's uh, solidify that. I'm 100% on board with the Creed's for sure. Um, they've I've, I've bought onto them over the last few weeks. They I like the way they wrestle. When they do a traditional tag team match, they don't bury the ref, which is important to me. Uh, the, the big match on Tuesday night was kind of a shit show. And I felt like it was just a way to kind of get everybody in the ring together and let them beat each other up before the pay-per-view. Um, I feel like other than the Creed brothers and Gallus, though, they were the ones carrying that match. So I feel yeah. like going into the pay-per-view, that's the way it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be one of those two getting the belts. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Um, my last swallow for NXT, uh, Frazier and Axiom pretending that Axiom is not a kid that he has never seen a British rounds match um, and then challenging him to one at Worlds Collide, uh, best of three British rounds, even though he was the uh, I, the cup. I, I can never Her- remember the name of this. Heritage Cup champion. I don't even watch NXT UK, and I know that. British rounds <laughs> was his whole gimmick from like the onset of that. But pretending Axiom is not a kid, because he's wearing a mask and he doesn't know anything. Absolutely love that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm good with numbers. That was fun, too. So, Well, yeah, it's it's, it's nice little nice little ha-ha poking fun at person used to be other person, which they don't really do a lot anymore. I mean, I think they're going to kind of start doing that, especially because there are so many people from either UK coming over or people on the main roster getting their NXT gimmicks back. Like there's going to be a lot more of that, but this was, it was was just a nice little fun segment. It was fun. I'd say hook is the worst name in wrestling, but that's just me. Um, 
Will, spit or swallow from your kitchen? Um, I'm going to, would you say I'm sorry? I, I just said from your kitchen. Spit from or my kitchen. I am absolutely in my kitchen, not at my desk. That's for sure. Um, your second, it's your second home. It's like your second office. It is. Absolutely. Because you are a chef by trade and a mark by choice. Boom. That's that's what they say, or what I say. I'm not sure if anybody what else say. does. What I, I say. Okay, so there's at least three of us that have repeated those words. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to swallow the better representation of developmental talent on WWE TV across the board. And I feel like that's something we've seen more live the last few weeks than we had been. And a lot of these segments, we were getting a lot of repeat rematches and stuff like that. It's nice to see WWE bringing in developmental talent so we can see, even if it is just seeing the stars beat up on no-name indie talent, it's better than, re- than re-watching the same matches week over week over week. So uh, I'm good to see them bringing in a little bit of developmental to kind of change it up a little bit. Okay. I, I actually spit that earlier just because Did I you? didn't like, well, I didn't <laughs> like the choice of who they used. I don't think Bianca, as I said, Bianca Bear instead of Belair, uh, <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Asuka need to be in enhancement matches. There's no, other absolutely talent. not. Yeah. Yeah. That so was I a weird choice. Call. Yeah. Uh, agreed. I think that was kind of a shitty choice, but I think using it right, it could be a cool addition to the live show, but that was a questionable booking call to put those three stars against nobody. You know, Eric yeah. and Ivar tearing through an independent tag team makes sense because it makes the Viking Raiders look bigger and stronger. Nobody realistically cared about those three beating the shit out of nobody. Yeah. You know? So I agree with you on that, but I still swallow developmental talent being back on TV. Okay. Uh, Katie, spit or swallow? Um, it is my, I think, wait, let me check. My last swallow from NXT uh quincy elliott i can't wait to see them in the ring uh, like because i don't want to level up that's i don't care about that uh, but everything they are doing with first of all they're wearing a brats shirt on nxc and that hit me in the childhood because i was i used to love brass dolls so the fact that they are they are a better version of velveteen dream like, let's be real. Velveteen Dream was pushing it, but not in a good way a lot of the time. Like, putting, like, Vince on your tights for reasons. I don't know. A lot of questionable decisions by Patrick Clark. We talked about that earlier. Um, but Quincy Elliott being, like, that is something you don't see really in wrestling anymore. And I'm all about it. I'm with you. I, I, I've enjoyed everything I've seen from them. Um, it It's really cool and very interested when they are going to end up on our TV doing their thing. So we'll see assuming, how it goes. I'm assuming soon. Yeah, I don't know why they'd be doing that if it wasn't going to be probably after Worlds Collide. I was, was going to say after Worlds Collide, yeah. Also, shout out to JJ in the chat for all of for all of the five people that watch Impact and uh, Will and the one of the person that watches NWA besides JJ spitting and swallowing all the Impact and NWA stuff that we're not covering. So if you if you want that, it's in the chat. It's here. It's 
down there at the bottom. So uh, thank you, JJ, for filling that void in our show. I, I do appreciate you. Um, I am going to swallow everything Punk Mox from Dynamite. Um, it was a bold choice to have John Moxley, who I think is a babyface, come out and shit on CM Punk in Chicago in front of a Chicago crowd. Um, then leaves a signed open contract for Sunday. Ace Steel, who is part of the Second City Saints with CM Punk and Colt Cabana, who trained both of them, who they mentioned last week, so they did give us some exposition after Punk's loss and all of that. Um, and then even talked about him when he came out and made the references so you could make the connections of why he's out here. He is a producer in the back, grabbing it and taking it, and we we're all kind of like, oh, well, we know where this is going. And then Punk coming out and saying, you know, maybe I wasn't ready. Maybe, you know, this wasn't a good idea, blah, blah, blah. Doubting himself after the loss. Also, the fact that they did the poetic him getting beaten three minutes in Cleveland, similar to what happened to him in Cleveland in the MMA and everyone shit on him for that and all that stuff. All of this stuff that they did to lead to the main event that got me hyped for a main event that I wasn't even sure was going to happen again. Ace firing him back up helping him get his confidence back that he had lost i know i was watching uh the wrestle index and on that show they were uh tim wasn't but uh justin from the in time podcast was kind of he's like it, it felt like a waste because why do we go through that whole spiel if he was just gonna come but like that's the journey like if he comes out and he's confident he's just gonna sign it then there's no point for ace to be there there's it, there's nothing but if he's doubting himself and he's gonna quit and his very good friend his trainer comes out and reminds him just who the fuck he is so that we get the 30 minute 45 minute match that we thought we were going to get on dynamite that we didn't get so that we have a banger for the pay-per-view so that we know that going in there's a chance that cm punk might defeat john moxley this time and also yes 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 and also if my booking is correct from when i was on the mr warren hayes show which you should go check out tony khan turns CM Punk heel in front of the Chicago crowd and helps him get that win over John Moxley and plays into the whole Tony loves ex WWE guys more than AEW guys before MJF comes out to handle that business at the end of the show would be absolutely fantastic. And I pray I'm right because it'll be so great. It'll be Eric Bischoff in the NWO. It'll be Vince McMahon and Stone Cold at WrestleMania 19. It'll be good shit, pal. I, I know you do. I really <laughs> just for your reaction. I hope I'm right. I know I'm probably not, but I really do. I. Uh, it's not even. I I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about uh, everything punk Mox right now. Mox's promo, amazing. Shitting on punk in Chicago, fantastic. Punk's promo was good too. I. It it made sense. The a steel coming out who they mentioned it. I still I was like I don't know who the fuck this man is besides being Punk's friend. And then obviously Twitter tells me everything I need to know. Um, so that was cool. And like the best part. Okay, let's be real. The best part about Punk like getting fired up after was the man in the crowd simbing his baby, baby, <laughs> like fetus. Baby was less than a year old, just to punk like he was a legit god. Well, he said, "I'm a god in Chicago." Whatever. But 
of an, that's the best part about the whole thing that came out of that. I still just have a, uh, I don't know. I still am weird about everything that happened in Cleveland. I, it's like we, like, it makes sense that you put it on TV because Warren talked about all of that, like the money draw, whatever. Pop rating. Um, yeah. But <laughs> you didn't have it as your main. You had in the middle of your show for no reason, just literally, a, you decided, well, okay, here. And now we're getting it as the main event, which I hope we do get like 30, 40 minutes out of it. But I don't, I still like thing about it logistically, it makes sense. Everything happened in Cleveland. I just still kind of think it wasn't really needed. I, I also know. want to swallow CM Punk's Friday 13th shoes that he had on. Those see, you said that, and then like they didn't show his shoes again, so I couldn't even see. <laughs> they were there. Um, well, I'm glad you said that and what Hunter said about see, Hunter, that's a matter of opinion. Uh, it's not no matter how you want to look at it. It didn't matter. It just didn't matter to you. He didn't sell you. I was sold afterwards. I saw the vision and the story that they were telling. Like, Punk is in Cleveland where one of his most devastating losses in his life took place, and it happened all over again to John Moxley. Now, you know, that was kind of what made him doubt himself in the UFC, and then he took another loss. Now it's happening again here in wrestling, which is what he's supposed to be good at, you know, coming off an injury and can he do it or should he just not try again so he doesn't have it happen again like it happened when he was in the UFC. But he's got a friend who's got his back, who who believes in him and believes that he can be the person we all hoped he would be. So I, I see the vision. I see the story. I'm good with it. It, it sold me. Um yeah, anything will, or you want to spit or swallow your next thing? Um, I'm going to chime in on the punk thing. I think that if you are correct and he turns hill, this is the perfect opportunity for what to to be the antithesis of everything he's been against. He can finally be the I am the best because I say I'm the best, not because everybody says I am. Like he could finally put himself on the pedestal, and everybody would be like, see, we've been saying it the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. It would make complete sense to have a hill turn there. Um, I think, and agreeing with you, that if MJF comes out as the Stone Cold Steve Austin-style anti-establishment babyface, the anti-Tony Khan, anti-CM Punk, that'll be the perfect way to get him back into a title picture quick. Um, I like all of that. <clears throat> I am, however, going to spit... Uh, putting, I, I think putting the title match on free TV for ratings uh, and then allowing the build to the contract, I think we could have done more with that time than throwing a free match on and then making Punk look weak with a loss and then using a build in seven days to build the match back up. I'm hyped for the match. I think it's going to be a banger. I just think they could have built to all out without the title turn. We could have built to the unification match at all out and got just the one match without the necessity of that free TV squash match. So that's my my one beef with the punk match stuff is I'm gonna I'm going to swallow half of it and spit the other half. That's fair. And the way I look at it is it all 
depends on how it plays out. Like to me, whether it's a unification match or it's a match for a unified title, the result is going to be the same. So I don't necessarily think it matters or makes it any more like it doesn't affect the match that would like the actual in-ring product we are going to get at the pay-per-view and it doesn't make it feel any more or less to me because in the end the person is still going to be the unified champion so it all depends on how the match plays out and what we get after the match as to whether this was a huge flop or a genius chess move by aw i will say everyone needs a friend like ace steel though everyone needs a friend like ace steel uh you got a spit or swallow there buddy um I will. I'm gonna go ahead and swallow the uh, the Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns match as well for tomorrow. I don't think Roman's gonna drop the belt, but I think no matter what, we're gonna get a fantastic match in the main event. Uh, I think those two are gonna put something fantastic together going into it. Uh, the build for the story gives you just enough hope that you think there's a chance Drew's gonna win at home, you know. But with WWE's track record, we don't see a lot of home field advantage being much of a thing. Uh, but they give us just enough glimmer that we think it can happen, even though it probably won't. So I'm I'm swallowing the main event at Clash of the Castle because I think Drew McIntyre is a fresh opponent for Roman to to walk through. I'm with you, and also Drew smashing the entire bloodline tonight on SmackDown, coming out wrecking Roman in the back on his way to his celebration. The packages that we've got, all of that stuff has been fantastic. Um, I'm going to bounce back to Hunter's comment real quick down there. Um, that's if that's how you look at it. You have to realize that it's not just two weeks in a promo to build to the rematch. The rematch and the original match are all part of the build and the story. The story didn't end and then restart after he lost in Cleveland. It was all building to what the rematch is. Everything that's happened, his injury, Coming back, Mox winning, that's all still part of the build of this rematch. But now you know that we're we're off that now. Um, yeah, no, Drew absolutely 100 percent I I honestly I like the fantasy booking of Drew winning this match and then Austin Theory coming down, cashing in, finding out that he can only cash in for one championship, and that's how they split the titles up. Because they need to split the titles up. For the non-existent brand split yeah Listen. well bring it back do it right. <laughs> bring it back do it right um katie you got anything on drew and the bloodline or you got a your next spit or swallow uh i mean drew jesus christ i couldn't think drew <laughs> ruining everyone like you said by himself tonight after basically getting retribution after last week even though it was filmed in the same day, so it was weird. Um, but, like, taking out everybody by himself, using a spear into Jay, mocking Roman, bold move. It's, I mean, we talked about it earlier, Sammy's just a gem with the bloodline. That's probably the best story right now, because the camaraderie with Jimmy... The hatred from Jay. That's all that PTSD. It happens. Um, it, it's just Jay talking and then Sammy's going, yeah, yeet. Like, after everything he said, 
I was cracking the fuck up. And Jimmy's like, what the fuck? Are you? Shut up. What are you doing? Stop it. Also, JJ's on some shit if that's what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I love all of this. It has me injured to see what happens tomorrow, today. But I honestly, this is one of the ones where I'm like, it could go either way. I'm with you on that. Um, fuck you. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go back to that. We're we're taking that comment off the screen. Um, yeah, no, I I, I have really no idea fully 100 how this whole thing's gonna play out. I'm very interested in the Sammy Ko Uso dynamic going forward and where that leads. Um, how all of this plays out. Yeah, honestly. Is it my turn? Yeah, spit or swallow, Katie. Um, I'm gonna swallow everything Danny Garcia and Brian Danielson, not necessarily Chris Jericho because fucker Jericho, but the custody of Daniel Garcia on a pole in a shark cage, ladder match, all of the above, on a forklift, anything. Um, him pledging his allegiance to JAS but then stopping Jericho from hitting Brian with a chair. This is, you and Warren talked about it. This could be the a turn that you don't expect. He could just be like, yeah, I'm still going to stick with Jericho. Or he'd be like, nah, BBC, as Regal put it, the BCC. He could, I think Danny Garcia is a perfect candidate for the Blackpool Combat Club. Brian was, that was one of the first names Brian said when they first were, creating this stable so i i'm more so invested for daniel garcia and the american dragon jake long daniel bryan yeah um i actually with the jericho promo and him pledging his allegiance to the jas was kind of i was like ah fuck this but then him telling Jericho, you don't need to do the underhanded tactics to get the upper hand and then jericho going for the chair and him stopping him allowing Daniel Bryan to get the running knee. Also, mind you, I did say that having to watch Jake Hager versus Daniel Bryan was like having to watch ads before the porno that I wanted to see. Um, That's true. But that whole running knee and then the look on, because like he felt so bad that he betrayed his mentor, but his hero smiling and walking away kind of like, yeah, thanks, bud. And then the dynamic going, if like he does join the BCC of, Daniel Bryan having his guy in Daniel Garcia and Mox having his guy in Wheeler Yuta and both of these guys not liking each other, but being in the same group Perfect. together will be really fun. Um, by the way, thank you to everyone that just joined. Uh, Terrible Wrestling Takes, Tim from the Wrestling Jackson Floor Slapper Sports, Cage My IQ, Bakley, Front Face Lock, even Nick and his asinine comment over there <laughs> from the universal pod at the UW pod. Uh, I guess they're streaming our stream. So thank you guys. That's, that's fucking awesome. Um, I'm going to spit the wingmen. I don't know why they got TV time. This was terrible. They tried to do their own, like let's touch tips. Like they're trying to do like the scissoring thing and yeah. they, it wasn't good. It wasn't funny. I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, and the, I, I mentioned this 
Morrissey comes out. We don't know if Morrissey is the reason he was there is because he's the Joker. He leaves with Stokely, and then we have to look at Tony's stupid fucking mullet, and Stokely just gets really angry at Tony for asking questions. Katie wants to know about this army of white men and Lee Moriarty and what that's about. (laughs) It is. Look at everyone he's picked so far. Ethan Page, the ass boys, Morrissey, and Lee Moriarty. Like, what is what is the correlation here? Dylan's not. I need answers, Stokely. Oh, uh, we can swallow cross streaming. I'm with you. Let fucking we need answers. We don't need them from Tony and his stupid fucking mullet. But Morrissey wrecking the wingman. I swallow the wingman being there and doing the touch tip thing. That that was all stupid. That that was a spit. Uh, Will spit or swallow? Um, I'm going to go with a spit this time. I'm going to go back to AEW, and I'm going to spit the. I feel like the square peg in a round hole. They're going with, and once again, I I apologize if I'm repeating anything you guys said before I got on. Um, but I'm cherry picking, like I said, because I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, I'm I'm kind of spitting the square peg round hole they're doing with the elite and the trios titles. Um, I feel like when the titles were announced, we kind of felt like they were made for Kenny Omega and his boys. And now as the tournaments progress, it almost feels as predictable as Cody Rhodes winning the initial TNT tournament. Like it almost felt like it was built for him. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of intrigue with the match, but I'm kind of spitting the fact that this was built up just to kind of let them walk into these titles. See, I'm not there with you because while I agree, it felt like they brought, they, they brought this out for Kenny's return. This was there. And then we thought, okay, maybe we get undefined direction versus the elite. And then Bobby fish got, you know, his contract expired and he got his release and he's gone. And Kyle had neck surgery and Adams, still having Tony snort Coke off his naked body in the back while he heals up like a sushi girl. It, I'm, it's listen, not, I don't know why it's, it is. Stop. Stop controlling him your narrative. And Brit, <laughs> him, him and Britt are back there just snorting Coke off Adam Cole's naked body while he heals wow. up. I have um, no reason to believe anything other than that is happening. <laughs> um, my thing is the whole, like the Adam page story and then Adam page joining the dark order is really kind of what brought this around for me. And I'm all Adam Page, tiny hands and Reynolds rap and his stupid fucking beard that everyone keeps pointing out to me when I say he has no personality. And they're like, oh, he got a beard. Like, whatever. <laughs> Listen, Johnny Hungy, the good, the bad, the Hungy, whatever the fuck they call him, the, the Hung Order, whatever you want to call them, they have something that I think is really marketable. And I would love to see them beat Kenny and the Bucks because everyone thinks Kenny and the Bucks are going to win. And Adam has had this whole redemption story against the elite, and he finally did beat Kenny. So we know he can beat Kenny, and this isn't 100% Kenny. This is broken Kenny, who doesn't fucking tan and is all (laughs) wearing a T-shirt because he's out of shape and all of this. And the Dark Order needs something. They really fucking do. Like, they really do. So give them the trios titles. Let them win. Swerve us all. Except for me, because I called it. No, it's, it's a swerve in a good way. Remember I talked about Ali and Raquel winning? Swerve in a bad way. The good, the bad, the hungry winning? Good swerve. Because everyone thinks 
it'll be the elite because Tony Khan is a fucking hard on for Kenny Omega and it's disgusting. It's, I don't want to see the elite win these titles. They've, the Bucks have histories of being trios champs in Ring of Honor and whatever else. They don't need to be the inaugural champions. Cody didn't need to be the inaugural TNT champion. The EVPs don't need to be your inaugural champions for shit. They weren't the inaugural tag team champs. Kenny wasn't the inaugural world champ. Cody's Cody. Uh, But you don't need this. Hangman, Silver, and Reynolds. Tiny hands and Reynolds rap. Tiny tiny, tiny hands and Reynolds rap, whatever. (laughs) That's who I want to see win. And fucked on Catalyst for trying to be like, oh, you're a bad friend. Listen, you carny piece of shit. Nobody asked for your opinion. Wow. How'd you even Can get you in Tell the- us how you feel. I fucking can't stand on Catalyst. <laughs> like, how did you even get shit. in their locker room? Don't get in Hangman's face. Hangman should have laid your ass out. I would have. But I digress. Wow. Also, shout out to Kenny's ring announcement before his match with uh, the Great Okan's United Empire. Oh, with his burying all of the things that he has done that Osprey hasn't. I I actually kind of popped for that. Like, I do not like Kenny in any way, shape, or form, really. But that that made me smirk. So good for you, Kenny. You got one off on me. Um, Just one. Uh, Katie's. It's you, right? Spitter swallow. Um, I think it's me. Um. I'm going to swallow Wardlow just for existing. Um, I don't care about this this trios match because it should just be two separate matches, FDR versus Motor City, Wardlow, and Lethal. But when he came out on Rampage, dress pants, no shirt, that's a fucking look, and I need it every week from him. And the man bun, it... It's the little things, and that makes me happy. And he's the fucking champ for a reason. Utilize him. He should have a title match on the pay-per-view, even though Matt thinks it should just be on TNT, which I understand. I understand. But have you have every other title being defended besides that one. Yeah. You have the well, All-Atlantic title. title. I agree. It is the TV title, and you should defend it on your TV show that it is named for. That's that's where I stand. Um, so I have that, but I kind of have it all wrapped in what I like to call the Rampage package. Uh, that is damage <laughs> control, because Rampage tonight, it was a solid show, but it was very much what I felt like last-minute damage control. We had the FTR, Wardlow, Motor City Machine Guns, Dutton Lethal segment. We had Starks defeating QT and getting attacked by Hobbs to refocus that back mm-hmm. to where it should be yep. uh swerve and lee in the acclaim backstage trying to get a little heat before the match happened um and then jade and athena sit down uh to remind us that hey the tv by the way shout out to jj you did forget the jade brand is part of stoke lee's group but i know you were just talking about the men so uh, yeah because we know <laughs> jade and the baddies but like he's creating yeah. his own little male sub subsection yeah um so yeah, no, I'm I'm swallowing damage control tonight. Also, shout out that hung order one, thank God, because if the average at best friends had won and that was the match, I would have fucking definitely not bought that pay per view. So 
I'm probably still not going to, but neither here nor there. I know we talk. Yeah, we're good. We um, so yeah, that I called that damage control. AEW Rampage damage control two nights before the pay-per-view. Okay. Can I can I dissect yeah, things yeah, from Aisha? Go ahead. Since you yeah. said a lot. QT versus Starks spit. Fuck that match. We didn't need it. The brawl between Starks and Hobbs, fuck yes. Focused it back. I needed it. And then you have like eight refs, one of them being Aubrey. What is she gonna do? She can't do anything. And she went after Hobbs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, very, she can be very be dramatic. That's Katie, be honest. If you had, if you were out there and you had your chance to put your hands on Hobbs, like mm. if you were a ref and Wardlow was out there, are you going to go after the person Wardlow's attacking? Or are you just going to go wrap your arms around Wardlow because you can? <laughs> I'm just, I would just be like, oh yeah, I got him, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what Aubrey <laughs> but, did. She's like, I ain't going to do shit, but here's my. But chance. between, but between Ricky and Hobbs, I'm going Ricky. Pretty Ricky. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Athena showing some life. One of the best showings, promo-wise, from her <laughs> in a while. Basically being like, yeah, fuck you, Jade. Your reign's coming to an end. Which, I also think that's true. Fair trust. Um, what else did you say? The hung, hung order. Hung order winning. Fucking Anthony Bowens calling swervingly to Moan and Pumbaa had me <laughs> ruined. That was terrible. Everything about that. It, it, yeah, the build for this match specifically fucking sucked. This made me a little more invested because Keith and Swerve were like, you know, at first we were just doing it to be kind of nice, but now you're pissing us the fuck off, and we're gonna we're gonna get a good match out of this. And I think I covered everything. All right, uh, I'm going to spit. The corny ass commentary slash Viking rules match that so the match itself was fine, and I like the aesthetic and the ship and all of that. That was that that was cool, and them taking out making Viking Raiders look dominant, taking that was all good. But like the pre-match commentary to set it up and then being like, This match is Viking rules, which means there are no rules. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, who the fuck is this for? This felt like Vince McMahon on Thanksgiving. Or, you know, doing a, a trick-or-treat street brawl or trick-or-treat, yeah, trick-or-treat brawl or whatever bullshit he does. That took me out of it. Luckily, they brought me back with the violence in the match and the props that they used. So, uh, I'm with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but spitting the commentary and everything before the match. Fair. I can agree with that. I think the the concept was there. The, the guys and the talent delivered but questionable commentary can ruin the entire process and match. So I feel like no matter what the boys did, it wasn't going to matter if the commentaries didn't land the plane right. So I can agree there. Especially if you have such a strong gimmick match that they're doing. If it doesn't all blend together and tell the same story, then it's not going to make sense at the end. And that was one of those definite situations where there was a disconnect between the commentary team and what was happening. Yes, Kofi pulling out his hammer, though. Um, I mean, there was a point where, like, they had the waves in the boat, and Michael Cole's like, oh, I'm getting seasick. It's like, dude, I love you, Michael Cole, but shut the fuck up. 
Like you are, you are the corny. You are the one ruining this for me. Stop. Well, <laughs> uh, Will spit or swallow? Um, I'm going to spit from the WWE. Um, I'm going to spit. Then once again, I'm just piecing things together, so I apologize. No, um, no. I'm going to spit the unnecessary push and rush that happened in the booking and i'm gonna plug vince and katie's show about the uh the booking of the tournament that just happened with everything that happened because uh i feel like with how they kind of threw that together and then having to replace all the matches and then the last second chance fatal four-way i felt like the whole thing seemed kind of rushed and now the build-up to what seems like the sasha naomi return um, I'm just kind of spitting the whole build up to that title. I think that whole thing could have been handled just better in general. So uh, I'm, I'm spitting that. I think those tag titles could have been handled, handled better on their return. And, and that may not have been out of their control too with the injury bug. I'm not necessarily saying it was poor booking. It just a lot of really bad luck with how many people got hurt during the tournament process with what they were doing. Also a little bit of bad booking. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was bad booking, and like I said, also spitting the the winner of the tournament. Like, I will say, I told Kay this last night. While I do think Alexa and Liv should have made that tournament, you guys did a fantastic job, and yeah. I I would, even though you guys did technically predict one half of the correct tag team champions, just not the right team. I would <laughs> rather have your team than the team we got. Honestly. Like, first of all, I was very proud that, like, my, the team I suggested won because I'm the best, I know. But it, it the way Vince and I booked it in two hours was probably better than them booking it. Even though Vince couldn't keep any consistency with any of his narratives. I had, I had mine. He had his. I gave him show. so much shit in the group chat. I'm like, bro, you can't sit here and be like, there's a brand split and then offer two women from different brands after you shot it down. You can't be like, we don't claim her, but she's our representation. That's not how it works. Um, I hope he's still watching. <laughs> he's going to be so mad at me. Um, Katie, spit or swallow? Um, I'm going to swallow. Uh, I'm going back to Dynamite. The Fatal 4-Way. Yuta... Uh, Rouge, Fenix, Moulin and Rouge. Moulin Rouge, FedEx, um, Pretty Kyle, and we don't have one for Dante Martin. Um, that match was great. Fast paced, high flying, like literally just didn't really stop. Which I like every once in a while. I like, I like both kinds of wrestling. Weird, I know I like both, but. <laughs> like technical wrestling, yeah. Surprise! Oh wow! Um, breaking news! <laughs> breaking news a year ago. Um, <laughs> I like the technical wrestling, but I also really like the high flying stuff. So this just being all high flying really like made me happy because I, I don't know jack shit about Moulin Rouge. I don't know him from anywhere. I don't care. 
but everyone else I have seen multiple matches with over the past at least year. So it, it just gives me a little more hope for the ladder match because it is just going to be a bunch of people diving and flipping off of shit for like 20 minutes. So and that's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, just call it what it is. It's going to be awesome. Whether or not it's just 20 minutes of people jumping from high spots, it's still going to be a great match. Plus, Pretty Kyle won the match, so shout out to Pretty Kyle. Yeah, I'm just not happy that it's all these tag teams and teammates in a ladder match for a singles title, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, they also, again, threw this together. How many days before the pay-per-view? And I'm not Mulan even Rouge, convinced uh, that Tony Khan, Tony Khan knows who the Joker is yet either, by the way. <laughs> I'm still not sure he knows. I'm just throwing it's that gonna out It's going to be there. one of three people. Well, okay, now it's going to be one of two people because Sammy has a match now on the pre-show, and I don't think oh. he'll be in. Yeah. It's, they, he's, Warren said there's going to be another match added. There's another match added. I thought um, him and Ty were defending the AAA mixed tag titles. Yeah, they are. On the is? on the pre-show, yeah. Um, Bagley is a good point. It could be. I didn't even think about Adam Cole. So now we're back to three. Morrissey, MJF, and Adam Cole. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my God. What if it is Adam Cole? No. Fuck you, Just. It's not gonna be EC3. He's controlling his own narrative still. And EC3 is super busy with NWA dates. So uh, I don't think he's even possible right now to be at the show. Oh, my God. It might be Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole would be cool. I also think MJF would be cool as well. Max is, like, the big name that everyone thinks. Well, Matt thinks MJF will be after. Yeah, now I do. Now I kind of hope that they save until the end of the show, like Warren said, and for all the reasons I talked about. Um. Well, Katie melts into a puddle thinking about the return of Adam Cole no longer being Tony Khan's Coke Cabana boy and getting back in the ring. Uh, I am going to swallow and spit Karrion Cross because I actually thought maybe this time around with the way WWE presents stuff and getting the machine behind him, this could work. And the entrance and the aesthetic and Scarlet, it's all there. And that is a swallow. Once he steps foot in the ring and the fact that he looks like he stopped working out after he got released and just didn't care anymore. He grew his hair back. He doesn't have the definition and the build that he had anymore and just how sloppy he was in the ring. Even to this point in the work he was doing in the Indies, it's a spit for me. Like You're going to need to figure out something. Give him three moves of doom. Make him your next John Cena Hulk. Something that works that he can pull off to get him over if you want, because yeah. Yeah. Um, swallowing Scarlet anytime she's on screen, because that woman. Um, and even like the whole promo beforehand, maybe not necessarily cross-talking, but like the utilization of like moment and stuff, it and that was cool. But I knew as soon as this motherfucker stepped back in the ring, he was still going to be trash. He was trash in NXT, hurt a lot of people, somehow was champ, and he still sucks. I like Karrion Cross. Okay. 
<laughs> I like him. I think I think he's a hell of a worker in the ring. I think character works a little. Oh, we lost Will. <laughs> uh, hopefully, he comes back. Um, hopefully, we get to hear the rest of his settlements on Carrying Cross. Yeah, I, I was actually very intrigued. Uh, I, so, so Katie spit or swallow. Uh, Fuck, it is my turn now. Um, dynamite. I'm you. I think I can't remember who brought it up. Um, save Will. We can't. That's not on us. That's his internet. Um, Miro's promo before Sting and Darby showed up. I'm gonna swallow that. Okay. I'm spitting the fact that Stan and Darby are in this fucking match and that they showed up. And I'm very much with you in Malachi and Miro. That is the match. Why are we having so many trios matches on this fucking pay per view? The tournament, the uh, Malachi, House of Black, Miro stuff, um, FDR and Wardlow. Like, holy shit. Like, why? It's almost like Tony Khan doesn't know what he's doing. A lot of the time. <laughs> but I just, I really wish something were to happen to Sting and Darby beforehand and we just get Malachi and Miro. Yeah. We need to get there. Like they said, it'll probably be on free TV. We'll see what happens. Um, JJ, Justin, and Benji all seem to be flirting in the chat. So there's that. You guys are okay. uh, about Justin's shitty internet and uh, Will's photons or phone. One of the two died. Hopefully his Photon. phone has photons. <laughs> um, you're not gonna just you're not gonna agree with me here, but I'm gonna swallow asshole Rhonda. Rhonda tonight worked for I. I am like. The way she acted, the way she treated Adam Pierce, the things she was saying, the whole read me the let, like read the let, it worked for me tonight. It really did. Like, heel Rhonda is going to be the best version of Rhonda. So, like, if I'm going to have to have Rhonda, give me this Rhonda because this was actually kind of fun. This is hands down the best promo segment from Rhonda we have gotten to date, period. Tell me I'm wrong. Can tell I tell me I'm wrong. Can I tell you why you're wrong? Yeah, go ahead. Rhonda fucking sucks. This was her pro. This may have been her best promo ever. That's saying a whole hell of a lot because this was still trash. Doesn't talk. Her talking in the mic is like this. It's like she doesn't keep it up here to your fucking mouth. You stupid bitch. I was a hundred percent team Adam Pierce on this. He grew a pair called Rhonda a stupid bitch. Basically. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he did say he did call her a bitch as he should. But, like, asshole Rhonda, the face Rhonda, she's just a bitch. She can't. Uh, I hate. She's but she is. as a person. Exactly, which is why this worked so well. Like, you're going to hate my last two swallows. And Adam Pierce <laughs> deciding, like, Ronda Rousey being in the ring, this was, like, the time to tempt fate and find his balls and start talking shit to someone in the ring like this was the time with everything she's been doing and then just getting wrecked after the board of directors is like no bring her back like it's cool like the fact that she is so hateable the fact that she is a bitch and then being that person not being fake nice not pretending not 
fumbling over words that they gave her because she had to pretend to be what they thought she should be to be a role model and all that, but just being who she is as a person. It's still not fitting that she can't talk at all. As a heel, as a face, she can't do a promo to save her fucking life. It worked for me tonight. It did. It did. I, are you feeling read okay? that? Read that. Yeah, read that. No, it was, I, I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I was gonna say I've never shit on Rhonda as bad as you I specifically do. have, but. I have um, I've gone on record multiple times saying I fucking hate Ronda Rousey in every sense of the word. As a person, as a wrestler, she fucking sucks. Spit or swallow, Katie. I only got one left, so. Well, that was my spit was Ronda Rousey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't read. Hold on, I can't read my reading. Oh, uh, swallowing Butch and uh, oh my god. Ludwig, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I struggled for a second. We're basically we basically have Pete Dunback, not name, but the hair was down, the singlet, snapping fingers. Yes, um, and the match was good. Like this being the first time I think them facing each other on TV. I can't, I feel like it's been talked about a few times that like it hasn't happened, but might have happened at like house shows. Th- this was good, and then with the whole stare down after with Sheamus and Gunther and Luda being like, no, 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 save it. He kept saying nine, I'm like no, you don't need it, not now. Nine, because <laughs> Sheamus would have whooped his ass at that point. Tomorrow, who knows what will happen? But I loved the match just because. I love Pete Dunn's in-ring work. Nobody watches... We talked about this, Benji. Nobody watches NXT UK. And that brand is dead now. So... Well, according to TC, I guess they're still releasing episodes. Everyone's correcting you. Then fucking correct me. I don't watch UK and other people said they didn't fucking wrestle. So all you can blow me. Um, no, it was a great match. I agree. <laughs> we basically got Pete Dunn Mac. Like I said, they even said, uh, the old Butch yeah. hint, hint, wink, wink, wink. Um, wink. and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm happy with it. Great match. They tore down finger manipulation. I'm all for fingering and finger twisting and manipulating and. All of the fun things and places that Pete Dunn likes to stick them and do them and yeah. handle them. Um, my last swallow from SmackDown. Sorry, Vince is texting me about the thumbnail. Uh, JBL getting picked or picking up Baron Corbin. And here's why. Happy Corbin is terrible and needs a reset. And as TC said, there's really, yes, finger popping. Uh, there's really no one better than JBL to maybe in a last last ditch effort save Baron Corbin from himself and from all of the damage that has been done. This is the perfect person because Baron Corbin is so unlikable 
to help him harness that unlikability into a character that will actually get him somewhere out of the mid card. Maybe so he's selling more than one shirt on the shop so that people actually care about him uh, in, or at least hate him enough. Uh, so JBL showing up, scooping him up, that whole thing, I, I'm all for. It's more so the fact that I wasn't uh, expecting JBL to just roll up like that out of literally nowhere. Listen, I don't like Happy Corbin. Bumass Corbin was superior to Happy Corbin. I would have preferred if we got Bumass Corbin back. But I'll give it a chance. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Take this as a W. You get one. Take take every one I can get. Uh, Do you have any more spits or swallows, Katie? I have one more spit. And it is uh, Sammy and Tay versus Ortiz and Ruby Soho. I don't know why the fuck I needed this match again. I cannot stand Sammy Guevara and Tay licking tongues. It's nasty. PDA is fine, but don't be fucking stupid with it. Sammy's the only part of that I have a problem with. I mean, same, but I don't like it. I don't like it together. If it was Tay and somebody else, fine. And most of the time when I'm watching porn, I don't pay attention to the guy anyway. Well, I do. Okay, that's fair. I pay attention to both. We talked about this a few minutes ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You like both kinds of wrestling, you both both kinds of people. Well, <laughs> yeah, actually, exactly. there's many well, there's kinds mul- of people. There's multiple well, kinds of people. Yes, exactly. So, But, I get what you're trying to say. Um, yeah. the, in the match, I was just, I just didn't care. This was like the one part about Rampage damage control that I didn't fucking care about. Everything else made sense. We talked about the brawl, Lafina and Jade and everything. This was just a, a way to get another match on the card. So now we're up to 14 matches. Yeah. I'm not, I literally have to work Monday morning. I'm not going to be in any mood. For anything, because I'm going to be sitting here for 18 hours, basically watching fucking all out. Because Tony Khan must keep adding matches, guarantee he fucking adds another one somehow. Orange Cassidy has to be on this card in some way, shape, or form. I disagree. I don't think he does. I mean, I don't believe that, but Tony Khan. That is not true, Benji. Kids are very expensive. Um, yeah, but I know, what, I, I know, what, I know what he's, I know what he's saying. Uh. Katie, what was your favorite show you watched this week? Oh, God. Um, I'm going to... I'll say Raw just because I was there. And I'm I know that's what you're Raw. picking. <laughs> yeah, because of Seth Rollins. Uh, so Raw, Raw, best show of the week per the She Lead Showcase and the Smack and Raw podcast. Katie, please tell everyone that is still listening and hung out with us. By the way, shout out to the entire League of Extraordinary Idiots that came and hung out. Get Joe Podcast, Benji Calavara. Allison, JJ, Vince, Jesus, everyone that was here with us tonight. Thank you guys Will. all for hanging out. Will, who came and went. Uh, hopefully we find out 
the ending of his thoughts on Karen Cross. I'm very. I'm I don't think we're. Uh, this is gonna be like a who pied Kevin Owens. We're never gonna figure it out. We're never gonna find out how Will feels about Karen Cross. Um, yeah. please plug your show and everything you have going on, which I was on. Yeah. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter, of course, at KatieRassin13. Link to my body to y'all things Sheely Showcase. Twitch.tv slash Sheely Showcase. Typically Thursdays, 6 p.m. Eastern. I'm putting it in quotes because the time always fucking changes. Um, YouTube.com slash Sheely Showcase. I always say watch your videos because they're way more entertaining. Because for reasons. Uh, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, if you'd like to listen. The latest Sheely, uh, like Matt said, yes, he was on with me. Um, kind of helped me out last minute. Yesterday was a bad day, but I got she lead out. Matt helped me make the show fun. There's a special cameo at the very end. Rackvana. Rackvana showed up. Um, which I sent a picture to Reek. I was like, "This is what you have to like watch. You have to watch to the end of the episode." By the way, sir, and he's like, "Doesn't matter," because he he loves the rack for some reason. I mean, the, the rack, rack did com- the rack did compliment me, so I'll take that as a win. Um, what else did we do this week? Let's see. We were on Getcho on Monday. Um, I feel like I did something else. Oh, straight talk predictions. I talked about all out, and I aired all my grievances about that. So you can check that out. And I'm here inside the mind of a new one's coming out on Monday. After that, I have nothing planned, so I'm doing great. And the crowd is currently defunct until Justin can get all the Get Joe boys together. And then I might revive the show. Um, can always yeah, that's... paper in the crowd. Or inside the mind of. Huh? My wife, inside the mind of. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I'll have to work out schedules, obviously, but. Yeah. That's it. Go check out all the fun shit Katie did. Like I said, most of it with me, including the Get Show podcast. You guys can also check me out for the all-out predictions that I did with Mr. Warren Hayes that is available over on the Mr. Warren Hayes show, which went longer than this show did. But uh, we had a fucking blast, and it is definitely worth it. So check that out before you go watch All Out. Here are our predictions, thoughts on the builds, and all that fun shit. You can follow me on Twitter only at MavericksZMTTRIDDR. Also, Smackin' Raw Pod on Twitter. Creation World is the banner on which the Smack and Raw podcast exists. You guys can follow them at It's Creation World on Twitter and Instagram. I-T-S-C-R-E-A-T-I-A World. CreationWorld.com and Facebook.com slash Creation World. Also check out Facebook.com slash group slash Smack and Raw if you want to do that. Uh, hashtag Them Dragons is back. I was on there Sunday. I will be on there again this Sunday after House of the Dragon talking about all that hot D. Uh, so if you're interested in that, check that out as well. Uh, Katie, thank you for joining me. Uh, Will, thank you for stopping by to fill in for the sick Daddy Delgado. Um, you almost caught him for an apostle. You hesitated. Here. I did not. I did not. You I hesitated. Not. I made sure I didn't. Uh, thank you for stopping in. And uh, if you guys hang out, there'll be a little bit of smacking it after dark here. So please stick for that because for Miss Katie Kinsey Bay Bay of the She Leads Showcase. I am the warden Matt Ritter, the patron state of podcasting, and we are Smackin' Raw, the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. <laughs>